Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. From Capital Broadcasting Company and WRAL-FM, welcome to Wine and Dandy. I'm your host, Sarah King. I'm your host, Jamie Kasky. We're out to prove that wine is fun. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Let's leave that in. Wine is fun and we intend to prove it. (laughs) There we go. You're doing great. It's fine. You know, it's been a long winter. It's just turning into spring and... You know, we need, we need some wine. Uh, honestly, it's a Monday morning, it feels like it. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. let's move on quickly to our guest today. Her name is Jen King, friend of the show. She's been here before. She'll be here again. Yep. Jen is with Seaboard Wine Warehouse in High Park here in Raleigh. That's right. She is the, uh, I like to call her the wine maven because yeah. she knows everything and <laughs> everybody loves her. Um, but today I asked her to come and talk with us about Wine skin, the grape skins, not wine skins. That's what you carry the wine in mm-hmm. in the medieval. Reminds me of a biblical <laughs> verse, actually. No, the grape skins. They the, there's different thicknesses. Sometimes you'll hear people say, "This is a thin skin grape." And you know, all these years, I'm like, I don't really know what that means. And I always feel like, are they sensitive? Yeah. Is this some more sensitive grape? Do I have to like gently handle this <laughs> grape? Is its feelings getting hurt? What? <laughs> But you might be right. Maybe not feelings, but you might have to handle it a little more gently. Oh. Jen's the, she knows everything. So you brought some wines today. I, all I told you was the subject of the podcast and said nothing else. Correct. So you have done this all in that beautiful brain of yours, and I'm so anxious to find out what you've brought today. So um, originally I was just going to do red wine yeah. because ultimately that's really what skin thickness sort of affects. Um, let's talk about, first off, how white wine's made, and we'll talk about how red wine, just as a quick refresher. Sure, let's do it. So white wine is basically where they take grapes and they crush them and they press the juice out. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into fermentation. Where red wine, they're going to gently crush the grapes but not press all the juice out, but mm-hmm. they just want to break them up a little bit. So the juice kind of flows out and gets in contact with the skins. Mm. And then the skins are then going to give tannin, flavor, aromas, and color. Okay. Tannin, just real quick, is whenever you bite a grape seed and it like dries your mouth out, that's a tannin. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's something we'll sort of talk about the difference between tannin and grape skins versus tannin and grape pips. Ah, because pips are far more tannic, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Oh. So the things you need to think about of why white wines don't seem tannic is because they're not left in contact, A, with the skins or B, with the pips. Which I believe, Jen, the- is why I prefer them. But Perhaps. I know that's, some people really like that. I just want to say thank you for calling seeds pips. It's real cute. I know. <laughs> it is cute. I can picture pips. them when you say pips. I know. Pips. They're like little seeds. pips. Say British. Um. So that being said, so and then to like throw another wrench in the into this whole sort of thing that we're talking about, orange wine is uh-huh. essentially white wine made like red wine. So it is put in contact with the skins and the pips and the seeds. Mm-hmm. Um and that therefore orange wines typically have a little more tannin to them. Well, and they but from what I understand about orange wine, they don't only really stay in contact with basically the mash that you've made for a very short period of time. Right. Uh, 
Oh, no, it could go. I mean, there are people that will do six months fermentations. So, you know, when I'm looking, this is why I had you in. So when I'm looking at a grapevine Mm -hmm. and I see grapes growing, white, don't white wine grapes look just like red wine grapes or are they like green versus red in the store? Exactly. Green versus red. Okay. (laughs) With the exception of things like Pinot Grigio. Which is actually kind of gray is the word for gray, mm-hmm. but they're actually kind of pinkish in color. Okay, hence right now you're seeing you'll see a lot of Pinot Grigio, pink Pinot Grigios, mm-hmm. and it is because they've actually left them in contact with their skins a little bit to extract some color. And that I have not been seeing pink Pinot Grigios, but we need to do an episode on that. Yeah, we pink do. Pinot Grigio. Yummy! I'm a Pinot Grigio fan. Do we have paper. Let's write this down. Sure. Let's talk. We'll go to what's in the glass. Um, and I just sort of on the spur of the moment was like, oh, we have this open. Like, let's just I want to I want to I want to talk about this because this is a great thing. So what we got right now in your glass is from um, from Sicily, from uh, Etna. And this is a white wine mm-hmm. made from a grape known as Norello Mascalese. OK, Norello Mascalese. Norello means black. Oh, this is confusing. Oh, this is like this is know, white wine made from red grapes. Yeah, Ebony. is it really? Yeah, so they just straight up terrific. smash it, then the juice falls out, and that's the end of yep. it. And what is this great? What is this wine called? So um, it is from. Uh, it's an. Uh, I think it, it just gets so good. It's delicious. It just gets sort of the the IGP the indication of geography geography oh, from Sicily, from sort of. Okay. Um, because it's kind of out, outside of the box. You don't see a lot of these. But I just thought it would be really interesting mm-hmm. to kind of look at this and talk about it and say, hey, look, like this is this is this is wine with and red is, with but white wine. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the skins are not super thick on Norello Mascalese, um, unlike other things we're going to talk about. So. so if people were coming, if, if people were looking for it, what would they look for? Norello Mascalese. The grape. Um, the grape, okay. Or you would look for a Blanc de Noir, so a Blanc. white made of There black. we go, Blanc de Noir. Okay, gotcha. So, so, but do they do they make red wine out of this grape too? Yes. Okay. Yes, okay. they do. And how much does this particular bottle run you? Uh, it runs about 22. Okay. And, and Etna is volcanic. See? Tarar. Yes. So how does that affect <laughs> it? <laughs> I was going to say, get your country right, Jen. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all that Spanish I've been studying. <laughs> How does that how does that soil affect it? So um, volcanic soil. So you definitely get kind of like a little ashy kind mm-hmm. of. It smells like heaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Minerally, I mean, it's definitely got nice sharp acidity to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it smells like a Pinot Grigio to me. It's definitely yeah, and I mean, there is no way that I would guess that this was made from a red grape. Mm-hmm. Like no. I do oh this for a li- gosh. but I love this wine. It's I'm- it's like. It's it's refreshing and juicy. Yeah, it's, it's it is citrusy like a it's pinot very, grigio. It is citrusy like a pinot grigio, but it's somehow I don't know. There's, there's something a, there's a creamy clean. Yes, like, like almost like I call it lemon chalk. Yes, it's like <laughs> a creamy clean. That's exactly what it is. It's like it feels lighter than a pinot grigio, yet somehow heavier than a pinot. And grigio. it's not overtly citrus, but it's it's like certainly in the citrus family. But you would never say, oh, it's straight up. Lemon lime. It's it's more probably on the lemon pithy. Yes. But, oh, it's great. So yeah. Yum, Ooh, it's the perfect wine for spring, Jen. Oh, it's timed. It is. Okay, so now we started with like basically our control group. Red this is our control. So this is and I just want to sort of talk about it because I just want you to understand what you can do, like what skins mm-hmm. like there's so many things. So what does skin entail? Yes. Like or what what will it add to wine? And um, in red wine and in certain white wines, but really in red wine, because it's less in contact with the skins, it's responsible for 
aromatics, oftentimes. Mm -hmm. It's certainly responsible for color, and then it's also responsible for tannin. Ah. And so as a winemaker, like one of your the biggest challenges is probably figuring out how to extract the tannin from the skins and less from the stems and seeds. Oh, Ah, so it's not as bitter. Correct. And so one of the things that they'll do... is you'll hear something called like whole cluster and whole cluster is like they like imagine the cluster of grapes and it yeah. goes in with the skins and everything. Yeah. Mm. Um so with a lot of, you know, especially super fancy California Bordeaux that sort of thing which are made from thicker skinned varietals that they can extract the tannin from, they will pull they will not include the st- uh, ex- the stems. Right. Um, okay. So it's non-stem inclusive. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, we're inclusive in most ways. <laughs> but not that. I don't like to drink me some sticks. <laughs> so, um, and it's always fascinating, like, when I do these, because I'll start, like, I'll go down a rabbit hole of, like, I did not know that. So when you do whole cluster fermentation, because you've got these stems, one of the downfalls of it is that the stems, so they press it and the color's sort of seeping out of the grape skins. When the stems are in there, they're they basically oftentimes suck up a lot of the dye. Interesting. So oh. you'll end up with a much lighter. So you see a lot of whole cluster with Pinot Noir from Burgundy. Interesting. Um, yeah, that one. I was like, I had, had no idea because they're po- super porous. The the, well, the stems are porous. Then I guess. Yeah, just think about it. I mean, anything. If you yeah. were to think about like putting four different objects into a tea, right. like a tea bath. You right. might have a cotton t-shirt, you might have a cotton blend t-shirt. Right. And what's going to, the cotton's going to absorb more than the cotton blend more than likely because right. it's natural fiber. But Great analogy, Jen. Great analogy. Crazy stuff. It is crazy. So, so you got another bottle. What is this? This is, I'm an ode to Jones Fondrell, my favorite North Carolina yes. winery. <laughs> we love them too. They're delicious. So I thought that this would be really fun to bring out because um, nobody really talks about the skins in, in white wine. But this is what's known as a really thick-skinned grape. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason why we need to really look for things in North Carolina with our hot, humid climate is that that skin is a protective covering, essentially. Oh, sure. Um, So... I feel like this is the sort of thing that, like, North Carolina originally tried to grow these grapes. Viognier is another example that we see, and it's fairly thick-skinned as well. I see a lot of that in Virginia. Um, Yes, and you see a little Mm -hmm. bit here. These guys actually do a really fantastic um, Viognier as well. But one of the things is, like, we just don't talk about it, but I'm like, North Carolina and these warmer climates really need to think about, you know, we've got these, you know, these humidity. We have heat, Mm -hmm. obscene heat. We don't get that, you know, cool nights, no. warm days thing. <laughs> you know, we once did. <laughs> once we roll into July, it's yeah. hot, hot, hot all the time. So you have to find things that are sort of um, that that will hopefully work here. Yeah, um, these guys planted this. The only other place that I really know that this is planted at at a at a decent amount is going to be the southwest corner of France. And what okay. is this? This is Petite Mansing. Ooh, oh, Petite Mansing. So there's okay. a Gros Mansing and a Petite Mansing. One Never is big and one is small. Okay. Um, <laughs> Hence the word. Sure. <laughs> petite. Okay. Sure. Yeah. You got it? Yeah. Gros, I would have known. Petite, I could figure out. <laughs> so, um, but I just think this is just a really interesting wine. Um, and I, I, I love the tropicalness of it. I love, um, but you can, you're going to, this is like night and day, I think, in terms of texture and weight oh, in from comparison the first. to the first one. And then what's the vintage on this? This is going to be, that's a very good question. It is 2018. Okay. Oh, cool. wow. And is it the recent release? Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Interesting. So it ages a little bit. It does. And then the other really interesting thing about this is that I want to see what the alcohol on this one, because the previous one, this is 14 and a half, which is generally out of my wheelhouse in, um, <laughs> in, like, in wines I consume. I got to lay down. I well, lay down. And, also, and also when it goes in bottle, it's 14%. It's going to get even higher as it sits there, right? Not necessarily. I, I find that like aged wines. Um, Ones that were aged in barrel. Or, or wines that were just aged in bottle, even if they would come in on at, at 15%, once mm-hmm. they have, like, all, a lot of that alcohol, I feel like, either integrates better. Um, okay. Things like that. Yeah. But um, I, like I just to... thought this would be really fun. It's, I love it because it's like guava and tropical. And... Yeah, but in the smell, I'm going to be honest, I have two big dogs and I'm constantly carrying bags of poo around. You smell poo? I do smell poo no. on this one, which, let me remind everyone listening, that doesn't mean it tastes bad. It's just one of the aromatics. I do smell it, though. And I spend a lot of time with this particular scent, ladies. Do you feed your dogs guavas? <laughs> yes, because I have three thousand million billion dollars. <laughs> Come here, but guys. what's pretty crazy is you actually start to get almost a little bit of this texture. Like it's so different to me um, in the mouth, the whole mouth mm. feel in comparison to the first wine. Sharper, sharper, bright, very bright, bright, but also like there's just this weight to it, and kind there's of a lot the- of weight to it. Yeah. It's great, though. Forget what I said about poo. It doesn't taste like it smells. It, this is terrific. Okay. Wait, before we go on, we're going to take a break. I know you're anxious to get the, the rest of these bottles, and so are we. Yeah. But, you delicious. know, we have to let people sponsor us. <laughs> we uh, Yeah, we like to let people sponsor us. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Wine and Dandy Podcast. We have Jen King from Seaboard Wine Warehouse in downtown Raleigh. She is walking us through wines and pointing out the difference caused by the grapes' thickness of the skin in the finished product. I think I made that way wordier than I needed to. It's, you're doing pretty good, though. You got there. Of, you got yeah, there. Okay. It's a lot yeah. of words. It's a lot of... It's a concept. Right. <laughs> so, and it is important that people understand. We talk so much about grapes, but there's so much that goes into the grape and into the winemaking process. It's not as simple as just the grape. Oh, Correct. it's way more complicated. So what's next? So next, we're going to move into the reds. And so we're going to do a little Pinot Noir, which is notoriously known for having thin skin. Yes. yes. Um... So what you've got here, and uh, we're going to do the Aubon Clement. Um, it's a Central Coast, Santa Barbara County Pinot Noir. Mm. Um, and this is kind of pricey, this bottle. Mm, this is sitting, yeah, like below under 30, 28, I think, 28. Special occasion wine. Um, See, si, yes. Sorry. Oh, well, it's all my now Spanish. You're in Fran- no, now now you're in uh, <laughs> California, so who knows? Um, so Aubon Clement uh, the was owned by um, a gentleman known as Jim Clenadin. We lost him during COVID. Oh, um, sorry. and he was um, quite a force. Um, he was often involved in like the Triangle Wine Experience here. Um, cool. Oh. And then his uh, one of his his ex wife is from North Carolina, and she actually mm-hmm. lives here now um, and works for a wine distributor. But he's a lovely man. He was a lovely man um, and quite a force. Um, but uh, I just like came across his wine again, and we just picked it up and put it in the store because I love him. Just absolutely nice. love it. So um, this is one of the first wines I ever sold when I was in the wholesale side of business. Mm-hmm. Um, this is back in the days before Sideways when um, you couldn't give Pinot Noir away. <sighs> oh, right. So and then crazy. Sideways came in. Wait, no, no, I thought you couldn't give Merlot away. After Sideways. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Side, yeah, I remember. I worked across the street at this place mm-hmm. called Hayes Barton Cafe mm-hmm. and the Rialto, which is a super cool old yeah. movie theater. And 
they were showing sideways. Yeah. And I was bartending. Mm-hmm. And I remember we had a lot of uh, Merlot. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, nobody would drink Merlot and everybody started asking for Pinot Noir. And we had to like, <laughs> it was crazy. I mean, it was a absolute shift in that Just two week period. Dead stop. Yeah, 100%. The, yeah. Yeah. That's it, funny. It, I mean, it was a long term trend though. It, yeah, it, it, totally. It, it hung like out. Years mm-hmm. um, that it went on. And it's finally, Merlot's starting to come back into its day. Yeah. I love Merlot. I like Merlot. Well, I, do I brought too. Merlot too. Oh, so. Well, rock and roll, Jen. It's my birthday. It is your birthday. <laughs> so, um, so we'll talk about Pinot Noir. So notoriously thin skin, primary grape of like Burgundy. Um, this it's so pretty. Um, and the first thing you're going to note is that you can actually like it, you can see through it. Yeah, it's like the stained glass of red wine. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> beautiful. Me. Put it on a T-shirt. Let's go. <laughs> so because it's thin skinned, it is notoriously lower in tannin. Hence, mm-hmm. when I was talking about whole cluster, oftentimes they will put the whole cluster in. To add a little more of that grip to it. Oh. Um, oftentimes you will also see like these Pinot Noirs that have these like really dense. I will, one of these, there's a brand that will remain unmentioned. Laomi? You said I was going to say, does it rhyme with Laomi? <laughs> <laughs> or as my customers like to say, Mio Mai. Mio Mai. I'm like, oh, Mio Mai. Oh. <laughs> um, so, um, but it's a general rule. Pinot Noir is always going to be lighter in color. It's mm-hmm. also going to always be lower in tannin. Um, so these things, I'm not going to get too scientific on this, but um, the skin sort of impart two sort of things. And one is, um, now I have to, because I'm not. She's this, consulting notes. I'm consulting notes because we're going to talk about um, phenolics. Oh, this is the, the Sorry, note what? that I really wanted. <laughs> um, phenolics. And phenolics are like all the things that sort of, it's the acid, it's the oh. um, aromas, it's all of that. And you'll hear people talk about sort of there's physiological ripeness and then there's phenolic ripeness. Okay. But it is that idea that people don't actually like people think winemaking is romantic, but in reality, it's a lot of chemistry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's it's a lot about, okay how much sugar is in these grapes. But then there is, I think, a certain nuance to knowing exactly when to pick that you're so as sugar levels go up as the grape gets riper. Mm hmm acidity goes down. That's sort of the first rule of thumb. Right. The other thing what's interesting about it is that grape gets redder. Um, that's the grape's way of signifying, hello world, my seed is ready. <laughs> I did not know that. As it gets redder. And that's, so the whole idea is all they want is a uh-huh. deer or some kind of bird to come along and eat that grape uh-huh. and spread the seed. Ah, interesting. interesting. So, I mean, that's really, and so the whole idea, like scientifically, is this thing called um, anthocyanins, um, mm-hmm. which is the color. Mm-hmm. Um, that is like part of that is really it's 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 known as the pollinator or the enticer because it mm-hmm. wants to Ooh, the enticer. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> no. It still is. It still is. <laughs> so you've got these. Um, so you've got these phenolics and you've got, I won't get too, like I said, too te- technical, but you've got the one that sort of adds color. The other one is is what we know as tannin. Ah. Um, so you, the skins, particularly the thicker they are, the more tannin you're going to get. Right. Um, but then you also have to factor in the seeds. Right. Um, so this is all sort of this delicate process. Wow, yeah. So you've got um, Jim Clenadin. He has always made, um, he fell in love with Burgundy. Um I have a personal pet peeve when California winemakers say they make their wines in Burgundian style because it is just... Not true, typically. Correct. So oh. not true. <laughs> in what way is it? Um, like- well, you think that, um, in, in general, California is going to be a warmer climate. Right. I mean, there's pockets, certainly, that are yeah. going to be cooler, but like it's just one of those things of... 
um, you know, when I taste them, they're like, it's Burgundian in style, and all I taste is oak. I'm just like, I got a problem with this. Like, this, there's oh, nothing. Okay. Bur- this is, you just made this wine. Yeah. So what, what, what is classic Burgundian style then? So, I mean, and that varies as well, depending on how expensive your vineyards are, how concentrated your fruit is, like the, the actual amount of flavor. Mm-hmm. And we, you've, we've talked sort of about older vines and that sort of thing. The older the vine, generally, the more concentrated the flavor oh. is. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe not necessarily in color, and that's like that's the beautifully deceptive thing about Pinot Noir. Is you'll put this thing in your glass, and suddenly, but like Burgundy, and from these really top vineyard sites, it's incredibly powerful. Uh-huh. I mean, it has more tannin, but it's also due to the fact that a lot of them are doing this whole cluster thing as well. Right, so, so and much wood, goes you know, into this. It's crazy. It's it is really really crazy. And that's so, why but, we have you, Jen. Yeah. So <laughs> as a rule, though, this should taste less tannic because it's a thin skinned grape. Correct. Okay. That's, Boom. That's, that's, and that's the it. big takeaway there. So the nose on this is absolute heaven. It's it, it smells like cotton candy and violets and roses. It's just like a beautiful springtime fair in my glass. You know what else I smell, though? And it could be because pollen's out. And Don't say th- poop. No, I'm not. My allergies are kicking up. But I almost smell, what is the smell um, when you first light an old-fashioned match? and, and, and Oh, that- Yeah. <laughs> Sulfur or f- sulfur? I don't know if it's a necessarily sulfur. But, but we all know like that a, it's a freshly lit match. Yeah. yeah. Like a, it has a little bit of that. Like flinty flint. gun smoke. That's it. It's flint. Thank you. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah, no, I, I get, we all love that smell. So That's, I absolutely yeah. love the, like, the, how lifted the aromatics on this are. Mm. And just, it's so pretty. But once again, so you get, um, you get this great fruit. You've got acidity. But you don't have as much of that tannin getting you on either side of your mouth. Oh, this is this beautiful. Is great. A nice light red as opposed to like a cab sauvignon but it does have a little bit of grip to it yeah it does have grip Mm -hmm. it's very like it's gentle somehow it's 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 a Mm -hmm. very feminine wine certainly yes i absolutely agree with that um so one of the other things that, that sort of to consider um is like people often ask in regards like table grapes versus wine grapes and table grapes um are much thinner skin than um Wine grapes, but then like the fa- the wine that we know, like Muscadine, mm-hmm. oh, which has that really tough. Like yeah. oftentimes mm. you you're working, <laughs> um, or you you suck the pulp out basically. Yeah. And I leave love the- Muscadine grapes. Um, and think about though also what that does in your mouth. I mean that same sort of like all that flavor that comes it's, from that skin. Yeah, you yeah. get a zip. Yes. Um, I I wonder if any of our listeners because we have listeners all over the world. We have thirteen right now in France. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and we have some in Philippines and like- so Muscadine because it's not Vitis vinifera. It's a different, like a totally different rootstock. We won't get into it's a it. different type of grape. Right. It's, it's a different uh, family of grapes. Exactly, genius. I guess it is. Yeah. Oh, that genius. Give me a compliment. You are a genius. <laughs> I was like, birthday. wow. I mean, it's a birthday, so sure. <laughs> so you're like, I'm um, standing right here. <laughs> so these are all sort of things that 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 play in. So the other little, most probably important thing to mention, kind of biggest difference between table grapes versus wine grapes. Um, is that wine grapes are typically smaller. Yeah. And so one of the things you're looking for, particularly with like Merlot and Cab, thicker skinned grapes. So Merlot, Cab, Petite Syrah. Um, so th- these grapes that we're talking about are are these, you know, these are what are thick skinned grapes. And you typically think of them as much more color extraction in the glass. Mm-hmm. You also think of them as being much bigger, more tannic reds. Yes. In the same respect, you will often oftentimes see these things aged in barrel to kind of balance out. I mean, there's a general oxidative quality happens, but there's also wood tannin that comes in. Mm-hmm. But the tannins oftentimes will sort of move up to that more sweet-fruited thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are all sort of factors that play into it. But I think the most important thing is that these berries are smaller. 
So you actually have a larger skin to pulp yeah. ratio. Oh, that makes sense. So mm-hmm. the idea that that smaller, the smaller berry is the better berry. That makes sense. And when we were talking about sort of Merlot, which mm-hmm. got dissed for so many years, thank you, you know, Paul Giamatti. Yes, <laughs> um, Merlot, which was this big popular thing in the '90s. But one of the things that did actually happen, and sort of why they dissed him so hard and sideways, was the fact that people finally found they're like, "Oh, I kind of like this Merlot." But what they were doing was they're letting those berries get really big and filled oh. with water, so you oh. ended up with this softer, softer fruitier, sure, because good Merlot is. Is good, and we're going to taste some good Merlot. Oh yeah, I just got wild and crazy. Okay. <laughs> well, let me ask you this about grapes. You keep talking about grapes, and when you mentioned table grapes, it made me think about: Would I enjoy eating a Cabernet Sauvignon grape? Would it be a delicious experience straight off the vine? You know, I'm going to say not for what you're used to. Um, I've done it, and I mean they're sweet, and they're but it's tougher, but it's just not as pleasant. But they're like. There, are they crazy tannic when you bite into them? Not necessarily, no. I oh. mean, but it, but if it's kind of like if you suck on that skin, it's the same sort of yeah. idea behind that with the muscadine. So yeah. significantly more tannic than our table grapes. People would be like, "This grape is not good," only because of that tannin. Exactly. Right. And it's that thing of when you look at like all these crazy breeds, the cotton candy and the, yeah. like, the like. I mean, these are all you know, yeah, you know hybrids and whatnot mm-hmm. in terms of like they're looking for the, the the attributes that they want the sweetest grape they can get yeah yeah like those cotton candy ones are crazy i don't like them yeah, i do too, you I do? like them they're too yeah. sweet for me yeah but i do like using green grapes i have a recipe with grapes maybe we can maybe at the i don't know i have a recipe with grapes it's sausage and grapes and you use green grapes for it and it's delicious interesting you put you dump a whole pound of grapes in your pot and let them open up and then reduce down with olive and olive mm. oil and like you, you sear off your sausage mm-hmm. first, take it out, dump your grapes in, mm-hmm. garlic, olive oil, salt, pepper, and just let it like literally did the grapes burst open, make wow. a sauce. It's so good. Well, we should do another wine recipes episode and we can have that. Oh, that's true. Good point. Okay. Let's try this. Oh, wow. Like, Very different. This is called Paloma. Paloma. Um, so Napa Valley Merlot. Wow. Mm-hmm. That nose. It's pretty. Um, it is. It's sumptuous. Kind of spicy. Yeah, it's sumptuous. But it's, it's it, it, like, <sighs> what was the. So what's interesting, so this we opened this bottle like a, a day or so ago, and mm. it was so like, punch in the face. What is that smell? It's going to drive me insane. Wet. Oh, prune. It's is a little bit like, a little, I like prunes, guys. I love prunes. <laughs> yeah. They're delicious. Mm. Is that? What do you nice. smell? Maybe you'll name it, because you're so good with that. I get your prune. I definitely get the prune. Mm-hmm. It's a little figgy. Yeah, it's figgy. I mean, it's it's sort of fig newtonish because it's definitely got that vanilla tone in it. Too. Yeah. Vanilla. I was thinking there's vanilla. Yeah, those old. Remember the really thin fig, not fig newtons, but it was very thin. Your grandma used to have them, and they had just a very thin smear of the fruit and the may just may. Okay, cool. Anyway, it tastes like that. <laughs> <laughs> Never sorry, mind. I was trying. I was like, I'm trying to visualize it. Nothing's coming. <laughs> they came in a long sheet, like a long oh. rectangle. Was the, and the edges were a little bit fluted. I feel like I have a vague memory of yeah. this. Right. Sorry. You're just okay. making me want Hershey's out of the can. It was <laughs> Hershey's syrup out of the can. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. All right, that so a, definitely I think fig is huge in this. Yummy. I think absolutely. So, not, so this Merlot is thicker skin. This is the thickest skin we have today. Yep. Mmm. Wow, it almost tastes like port. 
It's, I mean, it's super ripe. And mm. so this is part of this is like stylistically, these guys are like night and day, but it's still really delicious. Wow. Like super smooth and like. This is great. Sumptuous. Yeah. It's some, and that's like the best word to describe it. It's like walking through a very ripe garden in the dead of night. Right. Now, <laughs> what, what, tell me again, um, who makes it? So Paloma is um, the producer. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually don't know who the winemaker on this is now. Really? I know who I know who the old winemaker was. Mm-hmm. Um, and how much, Jen? <laughs> this is, is going to be expensive because yeah. it tastes too good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right. like, we like it's, it. Too it's forty five dollars. <laughs> Napa Valley, this is a 2014, so it's had time Actually, to... it might be more than that. I take that back. It's $70. I lied. Well, I only... Have, I'm going to a second <laughs> sip. Sarah, get a Tupperware. Um, we're going to Napa next month again. And Are you so really? I was like, yeah, we're going to see my oldest oh, out there. Oh, that's so fun. And I was like, I would like to visit this Paloma. I, I can, and, and, by the way, anybody's going to Napa... You're going to want to pre-register at these oh, vineyards good to now. Know. Yep. Yes, so I'm going to be doing that. So, but you get what I'm talking about on this tannin, though. Like yes. it's hitting you everywhere else, and some of that's mm. wood tannin. But this is actually 2014, so a lot of this stuff has started to um, meld. And like wow. one this of the most interesting exquisite. things about tannin, um, I don't know if anybody's ever mm. talked about. Kind of, we did the, a wine, an episode about aging wine. Yes, we did way back when. Mm-hmm. Um, but tannin is it's tannin is a little short chain palmer is basically and so that what you're looking for is so you're looking for something you want the bitterness but you don't want it so bitter and astringent yeah but as a wine when it first comes out it's got all these little teeny teeny tiny little short chain tannins basically okay palmers okay and over time they hook to other things and they get longer and longer and longer and so they're less, they, and so they they seem longer and less persist, less less apparent. Oh, oh well, interesting! You can, to you the can point, really tell in this wine. This is yeah. like a supple tannin. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it, so the longer it ages, though, those tannins get longer and longer to the point that they actually start to drop out of the wine, aka sediment. Oh, mind blown. Wow! So there, that's your wow. That's my birthday fact of the day. Yeah, but, I mean, this is just delicious. I just got goosebumps from that fact. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jamie, but I have goosebumps. Okay, but you're <laughs> no talking, need to I apologize. Totally interrupted you. I'm sorry. Uh, well, this is terrific, and you guys sell this at Seaboard mm-hmm. Wine Warehouse. People can get this today mm-hmm. for seventy dollars. That's true. Or guys, if you're not in this market, um, you can have it shipped to you by Seaboard. That's right, Wine Warehouse. But not in the summer because it'll and ruin you, the wine. You need to right. specify your vintage because we have 14, 15, and sixteen on the shelf. You want the old one? How are mm-hmm. 15 and 16? 16s are, I mean, it's they're definitely riper. and ah. um, They're more tannic because of what you just said. Yes, and yeah. it's still, like, it's this thing. So what's interesting about this is, like, when it was first open, it was just, like, I mean, it was this a volcano. This is one of the most delicious wines I think I've ever yeah. had. Yeah, and it's now, it's like, it just, it needed air. Yeah. I mean, it, it needed, needed a air. whole lot of air. Um, Boy, this would be a great wine if you can afford it to age. Yep, Yeah, absolutely. purchase and age. Yep. How long do you think it could age for? Oh, I think you could easily get 20, another twenty years out of that, and proper, 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 like you know, cave sure, yep. business or Jen's closet. Because as she said before, sometimes she just finds wine in her closet. I've seen the closet, <laughs> and I can see why she can't find it. Yeah. <laughs> the closet's kind of out of control it's right now. It's got a lot of stuff in it. That's okay. That system's working. I found a bunch of Ariel's wine in my closet. Did you really? Too. <laughs> You met Eric. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this has been very interesting. Thank you so much for uh, coming in and sharing Absolutely. this with us. Yep. We're going to wrap up with Jen, and we'll be right back with some wine news. 
America's Wine to Dandy. We have a little bit of wine news for you here. Mine is pretty brief, but pretty fabulous. Did you know Martha Stewart has paired with uh, 19 Crimes, the Australian wine brand, and she has come out with a wine. I guess she just assumes everybody's just going to know her by her first name because it's called Martha's Shard. You know, I did know this. And you know why I know this? Because what? I saw it in the store. And Snoop Dogg, her BFF, oh, also also is 19 with 19 Crimes. Crimes. It's not yeah. surprising that he roped Martha into this. I'm sure. And also, she put her big old face right on it. I was like, yes. you know what you need to work on? Humility. <laughs> That's my wine news. She's a Martha Stewart. She doesn't um, know that. But the 19 Crimes series, everybody's face is up there. It's That's true. true. That's true. If it's not a criminal's face, it's a celebrity's well, face. she was a criminal. Oh, yes, she was. Good and point. so was Snoop. That's why good they're point. on there. Hundred, like, they good don't, point, guys. <laughs> Did you just realize? You know, I <laughs> literally <laughs> just got that tie-in. <laughs> Whoa. Well, but Did she have the shawl on? That's all I think about is that damn shawl she came out of the prison with. She <laughs> does not have the shawl on. She does, in this press photo, have a scarf on. And by the way, Martha Stewart is 80. I have seen that she says she hasn't had work done, and I'm going to call BS on that. Well, you know, they always say they don't. They yeah. always say they don't. It's it's not true. But, Jen King, you have some—you decided to stick around with wine news because you had some of your own. My wine news is that we've got sake in a juice box called Lucky Dog Sake, and it doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> does Unless it come with a straw? It does. No. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so if you're at, like, your kid's soccer game, you hand them a juice box, and you can pretend you're also having a Welch's juice box, but in fact... I'm a little concerned about the packaging because it's a little playful, and I'm afraid <laughs> yes. some little kid might that come up along. That is true. There's a cartoon dog on it. But it's also kind of like, you know, craft beer, the whole beer explosion of, like, these fun little cans. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. My little section of wine news is about Leo D, Leonardo DiCaprio. He invested in an eco-friendly champagne company called Champagne Telmont, where you use 100% renewable electricity, their wine is organic, and their bottles are recyclable. I think perhaps that means I can see your face. <laughs> Jen King's looking at me like... Uh, her all glass recyclable. <laughs> I think it's made from recyclable bottles. Fair enough. I yeah, hope. Yes. I'm, I'm and get- hopefully... Um, I mean, one of the little tidbits is that um, champagne glass has to be thicker because of the pressure. That's true. Oh, so maybe they point. figured out a better way to engineer it. Have you heard of this champagne, Jen? I have not. Oh, we've given her all kinds of tips and tricks mm-hmm. to follow we'll today. Be, yeah, we'll be checking in with you to get a bottle of that because we're going to have to try it. Leo D. Yes. Leo D. We are going to do another Celebrity Wines podcast. Yes, where we are. We try some we have not tried before. Jen has some great ideas in the Rosé Wars. So we will be dragging her back in as well. Next time you go shopping for wine, consider possibly the thickness of the grape that went into the wine that you want. And if you have any questions, you can always reach out to Jen at Seaboard Wine. Cheers! Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.